Welcome, everybody, to episode 128 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, or you can send us email at at two on three pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and I watched a 15 minute RKO out of nowhere compilation on YouTube today. And you can find me at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Where can we find you scratching your pro wrestling itch? Well, you can find me doing that at SEATJK. And I, I enjoyed the, the, uh, the, the shenanigans going on over the Orton household. <laughs> the, the, I, I don't know how I stumbled into this RKO video. <laughs> I just <laughs> sort of did. But it, it, it's such a hilarious and fun finishing move. I don't know how it hurts you. I guess it's sort of like a stunner, right? It's sort of... It, I mean, it's, I, it's, I think that you're, you're dragging the face down onto the shoulder into the ground. I think it would hurt if it was on, like, the ground. But it hurt you, too, the giver. <laughs> the giver also takes some punishment on that one. But what I realize after watching 15 minutes of RKO setups <laughs> is that it is, it's extremely dynamic and you can do it from a lot of different setups. You can do it from, like, a thousand different setups. Yes. And um, I don't know why I fell into a pro wrestling hole this afternoon. I just sort of did. Well, I saw the, the Orton family specifically on Instagram doing, the, there was just a, three or four videos of the, the, the four of them, like, RKOing each other into the pool. <laughs> His <laughs> wife a, gets him at one point. It's good. It's a good pool. It's a good pool finisher. My favorite pool wrestling move was always uh, the 3D. You remember the Dudley Boys? Oh, yeah, 3D. And so the, you need three people, right? Yes. Because you need the victim. And then uh-huh. the, one, the one person has to lift that person up by the legs and fall backwards. And then basically the other person leaps and does an RKO. And RKOs. Then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's, again, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's terrific. And there was a, there was a, a recent uh, Twitter video of some young boys doing some, some uh, wrestling finishing moves near the pool. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just a lot you you realize which ones you can do in the pool, which are kind of fun and di- like things like a pedigree are just too static. Mm-hmm. Like there's just a lot of things that are too static. Yeah, like a, a, pe- a pedigree, um, a rock bottom. These are moves you do um, to your children on your bed. Right. <laughs> like we're on the bed. I'm going to rock bottom you like down onto the mattress. Right. So pedigree like, you. Yeah. Like a like a, a good classic suplex is nice for the kids. Just yes. to whip around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. But anyway, so um, thankfully, before we start the show, as we're chatting up away, you know, we got a chance to get out of town, which was nice this week. Took a couple of days off work. You know, it's funny because, you know, they're telling you, you got to take your vacation. You got to take some <laughs> Everyone, please take some vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because everyone just feels like they're kind of half on vacation anyway. So <clears throat> I don't think people are using it and they don't want to get to Thanksgiving and figure out that the entire company has four weeks of vacation on the books. Right. It has been a pretty bad vacation to this point. Yeah. So it was nice to get out of town. We got out of town together. Not like boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, I'm, I, I came to the same place that you were to play some golf. <laughs> yes. And then I stayed at that place and enjoyed some of the resortness of it. Although I wish it was about five degrees hotter. That would have made it a, a better vacation. But it was nice to see some different four different walls for <laughs> at least for at least a night or two. But uh, so I'm feeling I'm feeling very refreshed. So what was that like with the, the situation? Like were the staff masked up? Like what? what like obviously yeah, weren't really... no, everyone was great. So the so the the dude who uh, um, who helped us with our luggage, like he's like, OK, great. You're checking in. Super. He went. He grabbed a clean pair of gloves. He was masked the whole time. He helped us with our luggage, brought it to our room. No problems. Um, seemed like he was seemed like he had it he had it down all the staff was very courteous they all had masks uh they had automated hand cl- cleaner um uh, mm-hmm. like germax hand underneath it everywhere nice so pretty much around every corner near every um in every elevator bay all that kind of stuff so it was it was very easy to i think it was very easy to stay clean and i think they're doing a, and they're operating it at some fractional capacity so you know, things seemed very clean when we checked into the room and stuff like that. So I, I felt pretty good about it. I, you know, and uh, it's not, it's one of those places where you can open the windows and open the open the the patio door, so mm-hmm. you didn't have to rely on the air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. So it felt it felt like a it felt like a pretty good situation from from the uh, from the COVID standpoint. Good. 
Let's yeah. Good that you got out of the house. Yeah. And the pool was, again, operating at, like, fractional capacity. It was easy to, it was easy to stay away from people. Okay. And, uh, and I, I, uh, I was able to check my box for 2020 that I did. I do this underwater swim. It's probably about, I'm guessing it's probably about 100 feet. Okay. Of underwater swim from one end of the pool to the other. So I was able to accomplish that this year uh, again, even though it was, it was quite difficult. <laughs> but I made it. But it wasn't easy. Um, so I guess I need to practice more. I guess I should start swimming or something again. Because I kind of like swimming, but it's just kind of a weird thing to try to fit into your, into your workout and your day. I always hated it because you can't listen to music. I think you can now. There's like some headphones you can get or whatever. But like, I, I don't know how well that would work. It seems a little, it's like too boring. Yeah, it's too monotonous for me. It's just like, I, I don't really like, I mean, I, I used to like swimming, I guess, but as exercise, that's not really something that appeals to me. Yeah. The idea of getting in a pool right now, you're, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, you know, it's, it's built full to of kill, chlorine, right? right? It's built to kill germs. It's still, I just, oh, there's. I mean, I'm not going to the Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the indoor water park that's full of pee and poo. Fair anyway. All right. Well, uh, today's show's um, it's a little bit movie heavy, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the movies everyone has seen. Quote: Everyone has seen. Uh, we're going to talk about how much people get paid to do this stuff, and we're going to have a little movie quiz. Um, per every time I host, I like to do a little quiz. I don't yeah, know. this is your thing now. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll get away from it. I'm sure at some point, but I don't know. It seems it seems like uh, it seems like the right thing to do today. Okay. All right. Let's do segment one. So in looking at our friends at the IMDb, they um, pulled together a list of 50 movies that are the most rated, like the most number of ratings, which, mm-hmm. which means, again, these are probably the movies that everyone has seen. And as I look at the top 50, I mean, I'm pretty, pretty sh- you know, I've seen all these movies. Yes, me too. I was shocked because this was kind of floating around Twitter. and I was shocked. People were like, oh, I've seen 25. I'm like, What? Only t- <laughs> <laughs> see all these movies, <laughs> right? Like, how did you get away from some of these movies? How could, I don't even know how that's even possible. But the uh, but our friend Josh, friend of the show, sometime co-host, turned me on to this thing called Letterboxed, which is it's just like a, a little a little app that you can like check off the movies you've seen. Okay. So he said you should you should you should jump in there and start. I went through maybe a hundred movies. I must have checked ninety five of the movies. Like I, the way it's set up, I was like, if I have to mark every movie I've seen, I'm gonna be here for quite a few evenings. Like, like sounds swiping, like a lot of work. Swiping and tapping. It's gonna be thousands of movies, which, which of course, is a red a bit of a red flag <laughs> in terms of how <laughs> how I've been spending my time since I was a child. But um, but I thought we'd go through some of these movies, and not just because you should have seen them, but maybe based on um, based on the movie itself, you know, could you make a recommendation uh, of a, for another movie that maybe people haven't seen? So these are the movies that everyone has seen, and then maybe we can maybe we can uh, maybe we can say, hey, if you like this movie, we'll we'll be our own little uh, our own little if you liked if you like this movie, you might like this movie. Well, being the industrious cheater that I am, I knew there was no way I'd be able to come up with, come up with these on the spot, and Lord knows I didn't have time to prepare. But what I did find was a weird website called bestsimilar.com. Really? Yes, and if you go to bestsimilar.com, you can type in the title of any film. It'll give you a number of recommendations, including TV shows, and I found a whole bunch of stuff. I thought that was like, you know, I, I figured this would be kind of crappy or it'd be really obvious stuff, mm-hmm. but I threw about five of these in here to see kind of vet this site out. And it, every time I found at least one other thing that I definitely would have wanted to watch. So I'm going to use this All right. and, and, and I'm going to share with you some of the insights that it offers as we move through the list. All right. So um, we're going to, these are the most, most rated, most voted. Um, and we're just going to start from one. And we'll just work through them until our, until the time's up. Okay. Okay. So our first movie is the Shawshank redemption, which everyone has seen. <laughs> I don't think everyone has seen this one. Really? Yeah, I think this is the kind of movie that if you're not interested in just this kind of, I don't know, drama or... There, what's the hook here unless... Somebody would have had to make you sit down and watch this. Because kind of everybody... Because everyone's told you it's awesome. <laughs> or just because it's on TNT 400 times a year? Yes. That that also. <laughs> At least you've seen part of it, right? For like, sure. How can you not have? Do you, what's, what's a... 
Now, this is sort of a free, like a like a free association kind of thing. Um, so, what what if you liked the Shawshank Redemption? Would you, what would you what would you recommend based on whatever criteria you came up with? Well, again, I'm cheating because okay. I'm not going to use my own brain. Uh, that sounds too hard. Uh, so, <laughs> be- <laughs> bestsimilar.com recommends first the Green Mile, which I thought was uh, very apropos. Well, and it's same director and it's a prison movie. It, indeed, and so I found that the the way the system works here is that it rates each. So each movie is tagged with style, a number of different style tags, uh-huh. um, plot tags, time. So like uh, period pieces, you get time tags, uh, and then places. And so there's a bunch of different stuff that pops up. And so for the Green Mile, the stuff that matches is touching, emotional, sentimental, and serious. Mm-hmm. The plot involves false accusation, life philosophy, prison. You know, justice, uh, then it says 20th century, and then USA. And so the, the next recommendation it offers is um, Forrest Gump. So again, human spirit oriented, mm-hmm. uh, touching, sincere, sentimental. Um, and I, don't then, think, I don't think of Forrest Gump, though, when I think of, of, of Shawshank, but okay. But if you think about the tone of the movie, doesn't it sort of actually kind of match up? Maybe a little bit. <laughs> well, the next one that it recommends is Escape from Alcatraz. Well, that, well, that's a terrific movie. It is, Clint, and you Clint should East, watch it. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I was thinking. I, I was more. I was sort of thinking. If you liked the Shawshank Redemption, you should see another Tim Robbins movie. And I thought Jacob's Ladder would be a good, uh, a good kind of a uh, good, a good. It's a little bit trippy. It's a little. Bit, it's a little bit somewhat interesting. Um, it's a movie from I don't know the late eighties, early nineties. Um, but uh, that would be my recommendation. If you like Shawshank Redemption, you should watch Tim Robbins in Jacob's Ladder. All right. Well, if we're going that way, I'm going with uh, watch Nothing to Lose with Tim Rod- Tim Robbins and Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Highly underrated late 90s comedy. Just kind of came and went, but incredible movie. You'll enjoy every moment of it. <laughs> Number two is The Dark Knigget. The, <laughs> But, you know, here's what's funny is the Nolan. There are like a shitload of Nolan movies on this, you know, on this uh on this list because I guess we've spent the last, I guess, 15 years watching Nolan movies like crazy. He's kind of the only person that makes sweeping original idea movies. Like he can make, he's one of the few filmmakers who can make essentially an action tentpole that has like a, at least somewhat of a new idea, right? He's bringing something new to the table right? um, outside of obviously the Batman film, which is, which is so, which is, which is why I feel bad about Tenet coming out because I'm not going to go to the theater to watch Tenet. And Tenet's never coming out. <laughs> it's going to come out in August. It's going to come out next month. They push it again. Who knows? It's not going to happen. Know. It's going to happen I, when sports start up. Dang it. I just, just put it on the goddamn pay. I'll just pay the 20 bucks and watch it at home. I would pay the 20 bucks for that release. Yeah. Like right off. So they I should might, consider If you that. required me to buy a new television to watch it, I might do that. <laughs> like, I, it has to be, you have to buy a new 70 inch television. <laughs> But if you like The Dark Knight, what are you going to recommend? Uh, so, again, leading on our, our engine here, um, obviously the sequels come up, or the, 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 the other Batman movies. Mm-hmm. But the first one that pops up on the list that's not Batman-related that I like here is The Accountant, which I think is a great recommendation <laughs> based on The Dark Knight. <laughs> it's a, it essentially a, it's, it's basically a Batman movie. It sort of involves Batman now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess it's Affleck's in it. And then the last one that was on here that, uh, that cracked me up was uh, Above the Law. Steven Seagal's Above the Law comes up. I don't really think that one so much. Uh, Above the Law up. is a tremendous movie. I mean, I guess it's a vigilante movie. Yeah, it was before. It was when it was like Seagal's first movie, which is it's great. I mean, it really is good. His wife is Sharon Stone in this movie. And um, and Seagal's kind of like he's a skinny lean. It's the first time you got to see that whole that whole Aikido thing play out on, on screen. It was, it's so good. It's, he it's, actually looks handsome. Yeah. And yeah. he, yeah. Before he got like really weird and <laughs> puffy, <laughs> puffy. Oh, the other tag that these movies all include that I wanted to tell you because it cracks me up is audience. And this one is listed as boys night, boys, boys night. Boys night. <laughs> I was, I was going to recommend what I would consider the other great, um, um, <laughs> Why don't I? Heath Ledger role, which I would say his other great his other great role would be Brokeback Mountain. Is that you just like to talk about Brokeback Mountain? You bring it up all the time. No, I don't bring it up all the time. It's a terrific movie, and it has some Batman ties to it. <laughs> I think if you're going to watch a Heath Ledger movie, it should be A Knight's Tale. 
Oh my god, that movie's so terrible. No, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> I've watched it so many times. I think you're mistaking great with something else. You, I, I would recommend Ten Things I Hate About You before I recommend you watch A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale's good. Oh my god, A Knight's Tale is horrible. <laughs> uh, Terrible. My personal recommendation based on um, The Dark Knight is, uh, uh, sorry, I had it written down here, uh, Max Payne. Oh, the uh, Marky Mark movie? Yes. I don't think I've ever seen Max Payne. At least I, not all the way through. Well, the nice thing about Max Payne, it's only 100 minutes long. So you're only in for... <laughs> it's a small... I tend, to, I tend to gloss over Marky Mark a lot. Like, if he's in something, I'm just like, yeah. Really, okay. the big hit was one of my favorite action movies in the early 2000s. That's a good... That's a fine movie. But I just, like I said, it, if he's the star of it, like, sometimes... And it's just kind of coming on, I'm like, yeah. Like, now I didn't feel this way like 15 years ago, but now, well, yeah, I mean, it's a Marky Mark I, movie now. I, I tend to, I tend to move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Three is uh, Inception. Again, another Nolan movie. Again, mm-hmm. people love, love, love the Nolan. What do you, what did, what is, uh, what, are, what are our friends at, uh, what are our friends tell us over at, what's it called again? Bestsimilar.com. <laughs> Best similar. I feel like I'm getting spywired right now. Just be like, right. <laughs> it's likely you are. Uh, their first recommendation is The Prestige. Oh. Okay. And then the next one is Source Code. Two movies that you should watch. Yeah. Prestige is great. It's, I mean, it's that, very that, good. That's, a, that's like a great movie. Yep. And then you know it, I mean? it comes up with a bunch of other awesome ones, which is Looper, Minority Report, The Matrix, Memento. Like, this is yeah, just a murderer's row of coming these, up with good well, it's just it's just a murderer's row of just Nolan being awesome, right? I mean, that's just that's just the deal. You get down to the bottom, though, you get things like the In Time, that Justin Timberlake. Ooh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Your, your Lifespan is Currency movie. Ooh. Yeah. And then that Scarlett Johansson Lucy movie, which I don't think I've ever seen. That's a Luke Besson. It's, it's no, like, That's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> He makes this list, by the by. The uh, let's do one more just okay. for fun, because uh, the next one is Fight Club, which I watched in its entirety just the other day. Really? And, yeah, it was just again I stumbled across it uh, on uh, on premium cable, and just and thought, oh, I'm gonna watch it, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. It is it's a mess. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch it through a 2020 lens because a lot of it still makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a the lot themes, of that. Yeah, not much has changed. Not not enough has changed. Yeah. probably. But you know, f- considering that, you know, it's 1999. It's a 20 year old movie. Right. Is uh, the the fact that those themes still exist today, where you get so again, it's it's like this frustrated white guy movie. Yeah, and they and it's just it just it rings very similar to what we see currently but um it's fincher fincher makes that movie the tone of that whole movie i mean great performances from everybody but um i was gonna uh i was gonna i was gonna recommend another fincher movie for i mean you could you know seven is a good is a good is a good recommendation type for you know i think panic room is slightly underrated i think panic room is a good movie it's it's watchable i don't know that i actually enjoy it when i'm watching it yeah. I don't know how to I, yeah, I don't know how to put it. Like I saw it in the theater. I've seen it since. If it comes on, I'll watch it for a while. Like if but it's on cable, but I but don't you won't watch it all the way through. No, I will never I would never put it on. I you've got for me two of the maybe the the female the two female leads in that movie are maybe two of the actresses that bug me the most. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll do it. Plus Jared Leto yeah, in Cornrows. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight Yoakam, a bright spot. Forrest Whitaker. Yoakam doesn't work enough. Like, what? Why doesn't Yoakam want to act? I get the sense that it's choice. It's choice for him. Like, he no, just, that's what I'm saying. I think he just doesn't. I think I just don't think he wants to do it. No, he, he's great though. Yeah, he's terrific. Um, our our recommendation engine here gives us the Machinist, the Christian Bale movie where he's uh, yeah, where he's like almost dies from starvation. Yes. Uh, he's he's literally dying of insomnia in the movie. <laughs> yes. But it was funny that you said angry white guy movie because the next recommendations are Taxi Driver. And then fall and then falling down. <laughs> <laughs> falling down's a good movie. Falling down's really good. Fifty Real cents good. for the soda. Fifty cents. <laughs> and then Shutter Island also on this list. Shutter actually, Island, yeah. 
does Shutter Island does Shutter Island remind me of? I guess there's sort of a I guess there's sort of a an identity an identity thing that goes on there. Yeah, it's got the psychological twist ending kind of like dual identity thing going on. Yeah. 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 This is fun. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you who it was. <laughs> yeah. The uh, so yeah. So I mean, so maybe maybe check out. So if you're looking for if you're looking for movies to watch, it seems like <laughs> similar, best similar, best similar. Yeah. Seems like the folks at Best Similar have uh, have an algorithm for you. It's pretty good. I was surprised at the quality of the recommendations, and I looked at uh, one of the other ones I punched in there was Back to the Future. And eventually the recommendations got to like quantum leap. It wasn't all time travel stuff, uh-huh. it was like, but there was some interesting things in there. Does it work for porn? I, 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 you want me to type in <laughs> Brie Olson? <laughs> Who do you like? That's fine. That's a that's a fine place to start. Alexis, I'm, Texas. I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm looking for recommendations. That's all. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's go. Set. Well, segment number two. I freaked out there for a second. <laughs> it was weird. She had I was a like, stroke. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna jump in with a big thing, and then I was like, and then I said, I was gonna say section number two. I don't know what was wrong with me. Anyway, so um, this week, big news in the sports world that Patty Mahomes signed his big, huge, disgusting contract extension for in the neighborhood of four hundred million dollars. Ten years, four hundred mil. Uh, well, I, I saw I up to five hundred and three, right in total value. <laughs> yeah. So is the guarantee is the guarantee four hundred? No, the guarantee was like three hundred. Yeah, all right. You think I could look this up in advance? That's okay. Right? That's fine. I mean, I I I, I was just working off of whatever headline I saw. That was yeah. Like so this 400. says ten years, five hundred three million dollars. But it says up to right. So up to right. So means. you know what? Yeah, we don't know what the guarantees are, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Let's so let's call it let's call it four hundred million, and then let's just call it forty million a year. It so, says forty-five million a year. Ten year. So here it says the ten-year extension is worth approximately four hundred fifty million. That's forty-five million per year, not five hundred three million over ten for an average annual value of fifty point three. I don't understand the clarification. Yeah, there. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sports contracts are confusing by nature. You have to be a lawyer and all that other stuff. That's why all those agents are lawyers. So, but the uh, but I was thinking to myself, well, how would Patty Mahomes do in Hollywood? Since we're talking about movies today. Um, and I thought, let's go, let's plug him into the, uh, the top 10, uh, most, uh, most profitable big earners in, uh, in 2019. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to give you a chance to, to say, to ask, I was going to ask you, who do you think it was the number one, uh, 2019, um, earner? We'll go, we'll go with men. We'll start with the men. Like the highest paid actor in uh-huh. last year. Yeah. Who made, who made the most money? From from salary, movie salaries. Well, I mean, my my inclination is to say DiCaprio only because I think he's like the high. He has the single highest uh, fee per movie right now, but I don't. He only makes one movie a year, right. so um, I'm going to say Denzel Washington because those Den- Equalizer films aren't messing around. <laughs> <laughs> he t- apparently he's not getting paid very much. Uh, no? Denzel is not. No, number one on our list is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And how much do you think? How much do you think Dwayne made last year, twenty nineteen? One hundred and forty million dollars. <laughs> he should have ninety million, eighty nine, okay. eighty nine million bucks. So, so it's rough, that like four movies. R- yeah, I mean, it was, it was, um, you know, it was a Jumanji movie, and like Hobbs and Shaw, and some other whatever uh, rock. Rock was the fair. skyscraper movie this year? <laughs> In twenty nineteen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The skyscraper movie is terrible. <laughs> you know, I very watchable. But Dwayne Dwayne gets away with a lot right now. I mean, he I enjoy watching him, so I don't sure. mind. You know, I don't mind. Uh, I, it doesn't surprise me to see him at the top of the list. But ninety million bucks, twice as much. I mean, and plus he's got a clothing line. I mean, he's doing better. He's doing better than than Patrick Mahomes by by a by a fair by a fair bit. He doesn't have to play football either. No. He gets a stuntman to like take all those hard bumps now that he doesn't have to be a pro wrestler. And only because I know somebody cares. The Pat Mahomes injury guarantee is 140 million of guaranteed money in that contract. Yeah, that's pretty good. Forty percent. Not a bad deal. You can you can probably you can probably get by. Yeah. If if terrible things happen, which I hope they don't. Um, number two on this list is 
Um, man, I'm trying to think of who worked a lot. I don't go to the movies anymore. There uh, are a lot of there. There are there are a handful of Avengers on this list, and this is uh, one of them. Which which Avenger made the most made the most money uh, in 2019? I'm just gonna go with Chris Evans because he's my favorite. Oh, Chris Evans is down the list a bit, but this okay. is the other Chris Hemsworth. Ah, yeah, I was and he made guess. seventy. He made seventy-six million dollars last year. He's got like five kids, so he needs he needs this money. <laughs> <laughs> does he, he really just, have a bunch of kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does with Elsa the, Pataki. Yeah, I don't, is that who it is? Isn't it? Yeah, she's in Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. you don't remember Elsa Pataki? She she's married. Wasn't she the zombie girl on, the zombie on the CW? Girl. <laughs> I don't what? Know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm confused. She's a. <laughs> She's definitely married to Chris Hemsworth. Okay, great for sure. They have, they have. I think they have a bunch of kids. He needs the money. Did you, did you see the, did you see the Netflix? Well, the, uh, what was the, what was the Netflix actioner? Or, oh, uh, God. yeah, the, the Chris Hemsworth movie. Yeah, it's yeah, just I called. Have no idea ne- what it's called. It's called Chris Hemsworth Network Netflix movie. Yes, yeah. might as well be. <laughs> God, what is it called? Extraction? Extraction. Very good. Oh, I, was God, like, I really had I was to drawing a blank. Reach into the yeah, cobwebs, made, my brain he there. Made, he made sixty six he made seventy six million. Wow, good for him. Yeah. The next the next Avenger. Uh you said Chris Evans is down the list. Uh RDJ then, is my guess. Yes, RDJ. He made sixty six million. I think he made two movies. <laughs> or he made like a shit Doctor Doolittle movie. That's that correct. I that I can't imagine made any money, but they <laughs> they must have obviously paid him. You know I think the, they thought it was going to make money. <laughs> right. Yeah. So here, here's so Jackie Chan still making money. Jackie Chan made $58 million in 2019. He, well, he's probably still turning out movies that we don't see, right? Yeah, I know. But still, $58 million bucks for, for Jack. Huh. Tr- tremendous. Um, Adam Sandler made $57 million last year adam sandler that's just netflix money too right because he's I, just must... making netflix movies right yeah oh, no, i guess he made the uh uncut gems but wasn't that a netflix movie no no that was that had was that an actual release. movie yes anyway how does adam sandler make 57 million dollars in 2019 that's a shocker to me uh your buddy chris evans coming in at 43 million dollars which is paul you know and then paul rudd at 41 million dollars making patrick mahomes money they're, they're, so Patrick Mahomes and Paul Rudd are making the same amount of money. That's interesting because you know for Patrick Mahomes to get this this contract, he basically had to play two years of football that nobody's ever seen before. Right, just lights out to get the biggest contract ever. And these guys, and then Paul Rudd like gets cast as Ant Man and makes forty one million bucks. You want to try? You want to try the? You want to try the 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 girl the the females the, okay. the ladies on our list. Uh, obviously, our, our Avenger makes the most money. Scarlett Johansson has to be on. Yeah, she makes yes. she works a ton and gets paid every time. Right. So she she made fifty six mil. It's a good it's a good number. Still though, that's only on par. Well, what about the well, sixth she's, highest she's, man? Yeah, she's well, she's the yeah. No, she'd be number five on the list. Okay. Uh, she basically tied with Jackie Chan. They're at five. And then Sofia Ver- Vergara. Sylvia Vergara made really? forty-four million bucks doing doing TV appearances. I don't even know what she is. She in a movie? She, is she even in a movie? Well, Modern Family ran until forever. But for twenty nineteen, she made she made forty-four million bucks doing what? I didn't. I don't, I don't even being on the X Factor. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that the? I understand. Show? Reese Witherspoon plays the same sort of woman. I've seen like because I've been hanging out with my wife watching TV. Like I see. I see a lot of Reese Witherspoon's face. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, "What? What is this series? Is it, they're all the same series? Like she's the same person always. She's she's like, you know, how Kevin Costner's always like a cowboy. Like sure. you know, she she's always she's always Reese Witherspoon. She's always this sort of now she's like this suburban wife who's in some sort of some sort of distress. Yes. And I can't and, I, and I'm like, what movies? What shows? What series is this? I don't know. Sharp little tiny burning things. I don't know. All of they're all that. They're all this this thing where she's sort of freaking out. It's like why is Reese Witherspoon freaking out this time? Little That's fire lies everywhere. I have to. Yes, I have to. I have to ask my wife why. Why is why is Reese freaking out here? And uh, and like and why is her husband Pacey? Uh, <laughs> and why is Pacey all old and fat now? <laughs> well, that come on, that happens to all of us. <laughs> 
Um, there was a show that's on Amazon, and I, I really, I, I don't have, even have the title because I, I dismissed it immediately. And there was, you know, every time you log into Amazon, whatever that is brand new is right at the top, right? Here's our mm-hmm. brand new show. Right. No idea what it's called. And my wife's like, hey, do you want to watch this? It, it looks good. And I look at the, the, the description, and it's like, um, a middle-aged woman struggling with a midlife, midlife crisis and alcohol problem comes to terms with something and there's also a murder mystery and i'm like no i don't want to watch this <laughs> they're all like this is the same show i don't need to see this again yeah and then my wife was watching some show with um christina applegate where she was the she was the she was the suburban woman mom like having a like a complete crisis i don't know I, what that movie was i mean I, hey look so a lot of these shows are really well done i've enjoyed quite a bit of it i liked big little lies entertainment yeah. wise prestige um, prestige prestige drama on on you know streaming service and on cable or, or it's big money these days why I can't mean, we wait can, can't we mix like one of the kevin costner shows with one of these wine mom shows like so we can both get something out of it <laughs> like can't we somehow have can't we cast jennifer aniston as as because they were in a movie together before that where the then costner's like the like the, the shitty old man and she's the wife in crisis and then we can just all watch it together. Right, yes. It'd be fine. It'd be like a Western. Yeah. But then she'd have like modern wife problems. Yeah, or like make Tin Cup, but like blow it out. Blow out the Rene Russo part. Give me all the backstory and all of her problems. Right. right. See, now, see, now we're thinking. That's, you know, yeah, we, exactly. We, let's, bring, let's bring the husbands and wives together on the couch. Yeah. To watch, to watch, a, to watch a series. I just, yeah, give me, I need something a little bit more than, you know, we watch Little Fires Everywhere, and I know it's based on a book, so, you know, you're going to stick to the source material. But, like, about three quarters of the way through, I was like, why do I care about any of this? <laughs> why, why are any of these people, the only people, the only person I watched, I watched it off and on as it went through. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here, as, as my wife was watching. I was like, man, Pacey should have been gone a long time ago. Like, he's I was like, why is Pacey still hanging out here? This is terrible. Well, so that show, um, I don't want to watch Kerry Washington make that face anymore. <laughs> like, I just, it's, I don't like it. It's, 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 I like her acting. I don't like it. I don't like her. I'm upset like, and freaking out face. Yes. She goes to that. It seems like the go-to, the go-to move. And it's not like, Hey, I, women should smile. and I want them to be attractive. It's not anything like that. It's just, I, I see yeah. this all the time. Yes. And, and you can't keep putting out back-to-back shows where this is the thing you're doing. I can't. Right. I, it's, it's just like, like, yeah, it's just like Reese Witherspoon yes. just having a freak out. Yeah. It's like every series she's in. This reminds like, me of one of my favorite things to do, which is when we're watching something, um, there's different shows my wife watches. Uh, there's It's called Blindspot. It's been on TV for like five years somehow. Uh, Blindspot, the one with the tattoo lady? Yes. With Sif. Lady Sif. Yeah. She, yeah. She's basically partly that into a show. And, and uh, yeah. Leading man Sullivan Stapleton. I like Sullivan Stapleton. Here's my question for Sullivan Stapleton. <laughs> You've been on this action show for five years. Have you ever thought about working out? No, he's that's his thing. <laughs> yeah, but he's somehow like a super agent who yeah. like <laughs> it was the same thing because he was on this show called Strike Back. Uh huh. I know Strike Back. Yes. Yeah, he was on he was on several seasons of Strike Back. Uh, Sullivan Stapleton and was he uh, dumping on Strike Back and Philip and Philip and Philip Remington. <laughs> yes, he was, and yeah, he was. He was. He's like this super soldier, like this highly trained, like soldier fighting man. And uh, yeah, he sort of had that softness, like that. Like yeah, you could, you could, you could do a little gym time, <laughs> a little bit. Was he doing the 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 one guard full beard the whole time too? Yes, yeah, like, and he's in the second Three Hundred movie, and he's not even ripped. <laughs> that's great not uh, that i not that i was watching that second 300 movie right i don't i think i've seen it once it's i a, have no yeah. memories of it ava green that's all you need to know all oh, right all right and kaylee cuoco made 25 million dollars last year which is like a f- that's residuals let's see that's why sofia vergara is on that list too yeah it's just that's tv residuals it's, it's just like pil- i'm on the most popular sitcoms in the world so i just it's make just, tons of money it's just piling up I well the last thing stuff. i was gonna say sorry is that i finally watched the long riders Yes. It's good. not very good. What? It's not very good. All right. Whatever. First of all, was there drywall in 1850? <laughs> because the first <laughs> bank robbery looks like it takes place in an office building. Um, but it's so the thing about it is, is though there's something going on. What I was getting at with Blind Spot, which I, we totally got sidebarred with Sullivan Stapleton's 
lack of dad bod. Lack. <laughs> but uh, there, so in that show, there are two characters, um, the, the computer people, basically. Okay. Uh, Patterson and Rich.com are the character names. Okay. I just want to watch the show about them. Like they're, whenever the, they're on the TV, like I, I want to watch the 20 minutes of the show. that is just the two of them doing their thing. Like that's, that's great. And that's how I felt about the long writers too. I want to watch the show with uh, Stacy Keach and David Carradine. I want to, or the movie. I don't no. care about any of the other people in that movie. Right. I just want to, I want, and I don't understand why more of that doesn't happen. I guess when you see something like what was going on in 1981, that no one sat down and watched this and said, Hey, when we cut this together, the only good parts are the parts where Stacey Keach and David Carradine share a scene. We should do as much of that as possible. Yeah. Well, they had a story to tell, and it was get, it was a less sophisticated time. I guess. But they get shot the hell up, though. Well, yeah, that's what happens to Jesse James. That's how it works. I, I mean, it's, he, gets, he gets shot up later, but they get shot up in that town. It's pretty sweet. That's a pretty sweet scene. And again, my dad took me to that rated R film when I was 10, which was... It's, it's a soft R. We we have different standards these days. They didn't have PG thirteen back then. That would have been a P, that would have been a PG thirteen movie for sure. Yeah. All right. Segment number three. All right. So the hot deal on the 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 Twitter these days is the explain something, describe something as boring as possible, mm-hmm. which is which is a fine thing. I think what did we, we did something very similar a little while back. What was that? What, what, what did we, what did we do? I think it was like November of last year. We did the sort of describe, give me a, a more realistic description of a movie or describe a movie in a way that is accurate, but unexpected. And it was right. sort of based on that old wizard of Oz one. It was like uh, the, a woman kills the first person. A woman travels to a foreign land and kills the first person <laughs> she meets. And she right. teams up with three other people to kill again. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's been all the rage on on the social media. So it's basically explain a movie, describe your favorite sports moment, describe your balls. I don't know. <laughs> it's got out of here. Way, <laughs> so your balls. so I just so I was thinking to myself, hey, there is an industry completely built for describing movies, and that is the person who has to work for. Comcast Xfinity who has to write the description of the movies mm-hmm. that that come out. So I'm going to read a description of the movie. Okay. And you're going to tell me what movie it is. Okay. So this should be pretty it should be it should be pretty I'll try to I'll try to uh I'll try to um I'll try to uh edit out some parts to make it slightly more difficult. Okay. Great. Okay. Can't make it harder. Right. <laughs> I have to make it slightly harder. This organization has expanded to cover the globe, so have the villains of the universe, when aliens that can take the form of any human arrive on Earth, these two embark on a globetrotting adventure to save the agency and ultimately the world. These are, this is a show that's coming on in the, next, uh, in the next few minutes, so if you'd like to watch it from yesterday by the time you hear our podcast. <laughs> I'm just taking, I'm taking movies that are coming on right now. Is it Men in Black? It is. Which which one? Which MIB is? It? <laughs> God, they've expanded to cover the globe. Oh, so MIB International. MIB International. The Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson version that nobody saw. I and I'm still seeing it. It's on. It's on in a few minutes. I'm not going to watch it. It's fine. Is it fine? Is it it's, good? No. It's not good. All right. In 13th century England, a skilled archer and his men confront a despot in a local village and set out to prevent their homeland from erupting in civil war. Robin Hood. Yeah, which one? The Kevin Costner one. No, it's not the Kevin Costner. The Russell Crowe one. It's the Russell Crowe one. Have you seen the Have you seen the Taron Edgerton one? I have twice. God, that movie sucks. <laughs> that is a terrible. That is a terrible Robin Hood. So I watched Horrible. it on an airplane first and fell asleep. So I watched it again and I was like, oh. Oh my god! I thought maybe I, like, I missed something when I fell asleep. Turned out I no. like the, I like this Robin Hood. I like the I like the uh, I like the Russ Crow Robin Hood. Like I think the, I've only seen it the one time. Yeah, it's good. It's a uh, Ridley Scott, which also which also leads sidebar that Superman in Man of Steel, both of his fathers are Robin Hood. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. Let's see here. Let's see if I can find something interesting. More interesting. Oh, this would be good. A renegade challenges the controller over the world's water supply on a post-apocalyptic desert earth. Hmm. 
Is that Mad Max Fury Road? No. I'll give uh, you, uh, I'll give you the year nineteen ninety five. I don't have it. I'll give you the star. Lori Petty. Tank Girl. It's Tank Girl. <laughs> I don't Good. think I knew what that movie was about. <laughs> I uh, uh, ask Brian Schwartz. He's he's the staunch defender of he's the staunch defender of uh, of Tank Girl. Tank Girl is one of the few movies that came out in the nineties that I was like pass. That doesn't. I don't want to see that. All right. 30 years ago, an astronaut led a voyage into space, but the ship and the crew were never heard from again. Now his son must embark on a daring mission to uncover the truth about his father and a mysterious power surge that threatens the universe. That's Ad Astra. Ad Astra. <laughs> da- Dad Astra. Dad Astra. It's, here's the, the beauty about being in Ad Astra, like being an actor. Like you don't have to memorize any lines. Like, there's, like, seven lines of dialogue in this whole movie. So, Ad Astra was, like, a bait-and-switch, because the first 45 minutes are awesome. Yeah, Maybe, and, then just, and then he just, like, floats around in space for an hour. It's It, it gets real bad real fast. <laughs> yeah, they did set it up, like, some sort of actioner. Like and a, and like, I was like, oh, this is something I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, when, going to the moon is a regular thing. I mean, it's still, you know, somewhat special, but it's not, yeah. like, it's a little bit old hat. There's settlements. There's whatever. There's pirates. Right. There are space pirates. Right. There's a gunfight on the moon, like a legit, basically a small arms fire. Yeah. It's that, a, that's, that, a, that's a good scene. It's amazing. I was like, wow, this is what this movie's going to be like? This movie's going to kick ass. And then I <laughs> was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's just like... Soft talking. A lot of soft talking. Like yeah. hours. Like hours of soft talking. Right. We're, and basically Tommy Lee Jones, and spoiler alert, whatever, if you're going to watch it, but <laughs> his motivation is like Thanos' motivation. Right. Yeah. I had to kill them for their own good. An FBI agent pursues a criminal, a con man who assumes various identities and commits forgery. Uh, that is uh, Catch Me If You Can. It is. Catch me if you can. It, it took my brain a hard moment to get over you saying FBI agent and me not immediately saying point break. <laughs> <laughs> An FBI agent pursues. <laughs> that's a, that's good. That's a great film. You know, I was, I was, I was thinking about, because uh, you, were, you were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. the other day. And, uh, and it just occurs to me that, like, We've like DiCaprio is one of those actors that we're just going to live with all our lives. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully, like hopefully I'm, I get old <laughs> and he gets old and he still works and I'll, and there'll be like this crappy old man in the movie and I'll be saying, you know, that kid, he was like that kid, that old crappy dude was this young vital dude, like in 1995 or whatever. It was like watching Stacy Keach chop wood in 1981. I like, Whoa! I didn't know he was like 170 pounds ever. <laughs> right? They're just is like these old. Yeah, you just think they're these uh these things. An so old all West... I can think, sorry, all I can think about is with Catch Me If You Can is oh you want to hear a joke? <laughs> knock knock. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great movie. Uh, oh, you didn't you didn't give me the a... rejoinder. I I didn't get uh, to do it. Oh, go ahead. No, Thanks. sorry. Uh, now who's there? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that is, that is, a, you know, Tom Hanks. I've been watching, I've watched a fair amount of Tom Hanks movies lately. So you watch, and uh, that, that accent's not good. No, it's hilarious though. It's funny, but it's not good. And then <laughs> it kind of comes back in um, Captain Phillips. Again, he, he, there's that little, and it's not good. It's like Tom Hanks should just stop doing that. But I watched like five Tom Hanks movies in the last week. I watched Tom Hanks tell people that they should wear a mask and, and you know, socially distance to stop the spread of the coronavirus. I watched that <laughs> video like 10 times. Did you watch a, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Did you watch the Mr. Rogers, the Tom Hanks' Mr. Rogers movie? Not yet. Where Matthew Reese is like, he's like the most, is he the most miserable actor in, in all of the whole world? Like if they say, we need somebody to be miserable. Let's get Matthew Reese and he'll come in and he'll just be fucking miserable. Just like terribly miserable. Like in the Americans, he's just miserable. In this movie, he's miserable. I watched about 30 minutes of that Perry Mason show on HBO. I was like, oh shit, it's Matthew Reese. He's miserable the whole fucking time. The guy, he's just, 
I guess he's found his niche. Right? I think it's like the fact that he's sort of he has the hangdog look, and he, he he his skin tone like skews toward the pallid. Like he gets he can look really ill really <laughs> right. easily. Right, but he just every time I see him, I'm like, oh Jesus! Is this do we have, do we have to sit through another depression fest with Matthew Reese? Is he I mean, the, the, is he playing Perry Mason in the Perry Mason? Show? Yeah, uh huh. It's like young the young Perry Mason Chronicles. I mean, you're married to, you know, Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. I mean, you yeah, should be happy. You should be happy. Didn't they ruin other marriages? To, oh, to have probably. That marriage? Oh, probably. <laughs> Pretty sure. You, you leave Carrie Russell alone. I'm whatever. People make uh, choices. <laughs> it's just never a great look to break here's, up. Your here's marriage. one you'll never get. An old West sharpshooter goes to Australia where his new <laughs> boss expects him to kill Aborigines. This is my favorite, my favorite superhero movie this about is... racial justice. <laughs> Quigley down under. This is a spoiler alert where his new boss expects him to kill Aborigines. Come on. You feel like that's a spoiler? I mean, it's like it happens in the first like thirty-five minutes. <laughs> he he goes down there. Hans Gruber's an asshole. He's like, I need you to kill. Him. Yeah, yeah. And he throws him out a window. He throws him out through the door. Throws him out the French doors. Nobody throws me out of my own house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really is... liked the uh, the alternate universe movies that you did with Josh with the the, the, the whole the whole thing about. I wish there were more um, Tom Selleck cowboy movies. Yeah, like yeah, there should absolutely be like eight Quigley movies. Wasn't there some show? This is terrible. I, it's such terrible podcast podcast content. Where we're like, wasn't there sh- some show yeah, that's related uh-huh. to the thing we're talking about right now? Wasn't there some like though like some show like Longmire or something like that? Or Tom Selleck. Yeah, though. Yeah, he's in one of those. He's. I don't think it's Longmire, but he's in. He is in some long running kind of western. Yeah, right, like right, Lonesome right. Dove or Blue Bloods forever. <laughs> oh, is it Lonesome Dove? Yeah, it might be. We sound like idiots. Well, we are. <laughs> Thanks. That's, no one's. I mean, people. We have a. We have a very. We have a very loyal audience. Thank you for listening to us every week. But they. They get that about us. We. There. There are moments of brilliance sp- sprinkled throughout. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> How about this? A futuristic cyborg wakes up in a doctor's clinic with no memory of who she is. She must soon use her extraordinary fighting abilities to combat deadly forces while trying to uncover the truth behind her mysterious past. I feel like that I should know that immediately. And I doubt a future, a cyborg. Yeah. A futuristic cyborg. I don't Is it is that ghost in a shell? No. I think uh, think Christoph Waltz. That didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. You've not you've not you haven't seen the uh, Alita Battle Angel. Oh yeah, I don't think I would have gotten that. But yes, okay, I forgotten that he was in the movie until you just brought it up. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, yeah. not bad. I could have done without everything to do with her teenage boyfriend. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was just annoying. Although that whole plot line was just, I didn't need that part. Yeah, it's I don't. It's not a. I mean. There's a good idea in there somewhere. I end up watching it a lot, though. It's probably Jennifer Connelly who keeps me coming back to that stupid movie. Oh, well. What it's amazing that I have no... I, I remember the movie very well, like, plot-wise, but I have no recollection of other people that were in it. Yeah, there's, like, roller skating and, like, the whole roller derby part doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why it's I roller like derby. Part. Yeah, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's... The whole thing's just odd. Anyway. Anyway, thank, again, I, to the person who has to do this for a living, uh, who has to, you know, write these, they must have to write a billion of them, right? Because you have to, not not only for all these movies, but for like every TV show, right? You got to slap something, slap something under there. So between 1990, Quickly Down Under, and today, Tom Selleck's been in at least four other cowboy movies that I've never even heard of. Right, right. I mean, you know, it's just, he's there. He's He's just in Australia. With Crazy Cora for me. That's it. And then I don't want to see him be another cowboy. That's that's the only cowboy I want to see Tom Selleck be. Is he like not easy to get along with? Because it seems like he should be in more stuff that's good. I think maybe he's, uh, I think maybe he, uh, I think maybe he has maybe conservative uh, political views. Tight. Which, which probably limits his, which probably limits his options. In, oh in yeah. They're, they're getting canceled. Left and right. There's no platforms for those voices. It's just Tom Selleck. I mean, come on. What are you going to do? All right. You know what part of the show this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Ready. (laughs) Dad jokes of the week. Woo! 
Thank Ariel. God we don't. Thank God we don't have a double dip this week. I I thought last week was pretty solid. <laughs> I mean, you know, all things considered. All right, that's fine. I thought it was okay. Um, so this one, I don't even think this is a joke. <laughs> when I die, I want you to promise me you'll have my remains cremated. And what should I do with your ashes? Put them in an envelope and mail them to the student loan office with a note that says, "Now you have everything." It's just like that's just like bad TV writing. Right. That's the uh, yes. How do you get rid of a boomerang? Throw it down a one-way street. <laughs> I guess this boomerangs are beholden to the traffic laws. I yes, suppose. Yes. Yes. Okay. For sure. The nurse. Don't worry, sir. It's a very simple operation. I'm sure it will go just fine. Patient. Thank you, nurse. That's very comforting. I was talking to the doctor. So that's that commercial, right? The, how you feeling? Nervous? <laughs> Guess who just got officially reinstated? <laughs> One of our neighbors had part of his large intestine removed. Oh my goodness, is he in a coma? No, but he ended up with a semicolon. <laughs> okay. I think there's a coma comma joke there also that doesn't come uh, through when you read it out loud. Yeah. Is he in a coma? He's a semicolon. All right. Yeah. I don't I just finished reading an article about public displays of American patriotism. It was very impressive. After I was done, I pointed at the article and yelled, USA! USA! USA. 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 More like, you pooped. There's a racist joke there, but USA. USA. (laughs) I like the fact that Johnsonville Brats has that whole, that slogan where you, you can't spell sausage without USA. There's like a, like... Yeah. They know what they're doing over at Johnsonville. Where's Johnsonville? I have no idea. I've been to a lot of parties in Johnsonville, though. That's where the wieners live. (laughs) (laughs) A man who was new in town went into the Chamber of Commerce and, with desperation in his voice, asked the man at the counter, Is there a criminal attorney in town? The man at the counter replied, Yes, but we can't prove it yet. Is that a joke? They're all all criminals, man. That's, That's the one I don't even get. Is there a criminal attorney in town? Yes, but we haven't. What, we're not. Is this, we haven't, just a we lawyer joke. Yeah, it's not good. All right, this one. The the, right. the punchline there should be that was there any other kind? Yeah. Okay. That would it's, be that it's might not be good either. <laughs> better than that one. All right, these last two are actually passable in my okay. opinion. All right. Did you hear about the man who gave up making haggis? He didn't have the guts for it anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say he didn't have the stomach for it anymore, yeah, but okay. Yeah. The ancient Romans only gathered once a week. That was enough for them. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you like that one. Ugh. Ugh. That was enough for them. All right. Uh, My joke this week is is for our hockey fans. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad that hockey is starting again. I was worried about the Zamboni drivers disappearing, but I knew they'd resurface again. Okay. I don't think you needed the again. I know, right? Yeah. I, uh, now that I read it out loud, it's an extra again beat. and again. Yeah. All right, let me do that. Let me kind of do this again. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. I'm glad that hockey is starting again. I was worried about the Zamboni drivers disappearing, but I knew they'd resurface. There you go. Much tighter. Or Good maybe studio note by me. <laughs> <laughs> For you hockey fans, I know we have hockey fans who listen to our show. I'm a hockey fan. I'm just dormant right now. You are. You don't, you don't watch. What's the last hockey game you watched? Um, I watched like all of the last Stanley Cup run by the Rangers. I watched parts of the last third of the, every season almost. And then <laughs> if the Rangers make the playoffs, I watch their playoffs game, playoff games. Oh, fair enough. And then when we get a Seattle team, I'll, I'll follow that team. Is that ever really happening? Who knows now? I don't <laughs> Let's know. Go. At, at the Climate Pledge Arena. <laughs> the Lemon Pledge Arena. <laughs> I thought, yeah, anyway, there's lots of climate pledge jokes to be able to make. All right. Overtime. Overtime. So this week in the overtime, um, you had a, you had a bit of a, you had a bit of a, uh, um, uh, a commerce, a, a commerce issue. Don't I always? Is that the thing now? <laughs> every, every week. I just, things are different in the time of the COVID. And I just, you know, today I, I don't, I, let me make clear about this. I, I'm not bringing this up to complain about it because given the situation, I absolutely understand why it was the way it was. And the way it was, was that I needed a part for 
my older daughter's bike. She just had a, an inner tube that I couldn't fix. So I peeled it out of there and I was like, oh, I can't fix this. I don't have the, the hole's too big. I can't patch it. So I need an inner tube. It's like $8, right? Sure. I look online. It's like, I can't get it for a couple of days. There's a bike shop, like literally right down the street, like a mile from here. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna run down there um, and grab this inner tube and come back and fix your bike. And I get down there and it's busy. I'm not surprised. I'm like, well, this is odd because they have a lot of people like lined up on the sidewalk outside the store. And I'm like, they must not be letting, this is not a very big store. So mm. it's primarily like a workshop. Like it's a bike and ski joint. That's the retail oh. space is pretty small, but mm-hmm. the, the, the big space is like parts and the work, like they'll work your bike right, or your equipment. And so I'm waiting in the line. There's like five or six people in front of me. Um, first of all, the guys that get behind me are like, don't understand what six feet is. I turn around, yeah. like I, I actually turn around and be like, can you, can you please back up please guys? <laughs> and I had to do it more than once, which is super annoying. Like the line would move and then they'd like snug up on me. Yeah, I'm like, like you being close to me doesn't make this go any faster. <laughs> it's just pissing me off. But uh, as the guy's coming out, you know, he comes out, he kind of talks to one or two people he's, and, and finds out what they need, kind of getting the guys that are working inside the shop ready for. And, and everyone in front of me has got like a bike that needs to be serviced. Like one guy's like, I bought these bikes from my dad and I don't know anything about bikes and I need them to be like trail yeah. ready. And he's like, all right, well, so he takes them all in. So th- th- every transaction is requiring like this long conversation i'm like i just need a part right like I, can you have like two lines this is the thing where i need the two lines like if i at the bar where if i'm just getting beer that should be its own line yes you know what like, i mean cocktails like, should be one line beer yes. beer pour should be because you don't need you don't need real skills you don't need yeah you don't need bartending skills to pour beer and right. you don't need bike skills to get me an inner tube right so can't, I, we have, can't we have someone who's just in charge of fast, fast transactions? Right. So long story short, the line takes 45 minutes for me to get an $8 part. And it was just, you know, again, I understand why. And it's first come, first serves. That's how business functions. But I'm wondering if you're going to do this and, you know, I can't. Because in a normal situation, there would be a service line. And then I just go to the rack, get the thing I needed and take it to the counter. Right. I wouldn't right. have to wait. If it was a different type of store, you might have been able to go in there, shop for yourself pick the thing off the off the off the off the off the rack and then just walk it up to a cash register and pay right or even just a different time where there wasn't a pandemic i'd be able to do that and so that that is gone there's no option for that um now in retrospect when i called and asked them if they had the part i needed i should have said i'll be right down can you set it aside and can i just pick it up or can i pay for it now and you bring it out to me oh see yeah that's a that'd be a prepay the old prepay move so I guess my question for you is that in this difficult time, if that's the scenario and you're running that kind of business, do would, would you consider doing you know handling customers in a triage fashion where you actually did go down every person in line and find out what they were there for, and then right. and then service appropriately, like be a like do it fast. I think that's I think it's an interesting that's an interesting uh, question because there's there is this whole bit of I don't know you want to call it fairness, like. That's the that's the only thing I can think of. Like someone's gonna get bent out of shape about it. Like you're gonna skip this guy. This guy's gonna skip the line. You know. But imagine but, that. So imagine the scenario how it actually plays out. I'm with you on this. So don't yeah. get me wrong. Like I, huh. I, I think it would be odd. And again, I'm I'm not complaining. I just like I always want things to run a little bit more efficiently. And so when I see this kind of inefficiency occur, and particularly when I have to eat shit for 45 minutes. <laughs> But the, but the person at the bike shop did come outside and talk to some people? Like one or two people at a time at the front of the line. Uh-huh. So he'd come out and figure out what the first two people, and he'd go back in and like they'd bring the bikes in or whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you were doing a triage situation where you just you know got everyone's basically order, you could service the orders uh, more efficiently. I think it would be like, oh, you just need a part. Okay, come. I don't think anybody who heard the exchange would have really gotten bent out of shape about it. Right, right. Like, if you, but if, if I noticed that everybody out there had a bike that they were pushing along in the right. line, and you were just standing there, yes, I might ask you, hey, what do you need? Right. Anyway, do you need something quick? And then, yeah, I mean, I may have done that. I mean, well, I worked retail for a long time. I think I understand that some people are in a sort of in a longer cycle. Yeah, yeah, but you can move people. You can move people around. I've de- definitely seen it happen at like a busy bar or a busy sporting event. I can't remember exactly the situation, but where like the server would come down the line at the bar and be like, what are you ordering? What are you ordering? What are you ordering? And like, right. go get all the stuff. It's, it. I, it's the Irish thing. First, I'll take your fish order. 
then I'll take your drink order. Yes. Get, everybody give me your fish order. Everybody in the line, yell out your fish order. That way I can get your fish in the fryer now. Yeah. Maybe two signs on the line. Parts, service. Parts and service. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think you're. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. It's just. It was a. Is it just like? Two I know people, I'm not wrong. Is it just like <laughs> two people working in that shop? Uh, it was, was the the main guy that was handling the crowd in there. I think there were three service people in there. Yeah, it seems like they've probably got enough people to try to work the line down. You know what I'm saying? You would think. Well, all right. And you, did, you have, did did we have anything else to talk? Did you want to talk about? You had a you had a you had a you had a thought about uh, kids and video games. Well, so. I was just, again, I wanted to pick your brain on this. Um, our older daughter, a bit of an anxious child. Yeah. A, n- a nervous bird in the parlance of uh, Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> um, that, that kills me. You know that story, right? That players shouldn't eat chicken. Because, yeah, because chickens are a nervous bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that. Anyway. By the way, that's not going to stop me from eating chicken, but okay. So she's playing. No, I eat chicken every day. So she's playing um, Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch. All right. And she just gets stressed out, right? Like, because you gotta, it's, there's a seek when you're in a fight, right? It's a video game. So there's a sequence of things where you have to run, dodge, wait for your opening, execute the move, and then so on and so forth to. Yeah, over beat, and over again. To beat the boss, right? Every time yeah. this happens. And every small fight is like that in, in some form or another in a video game. And she gets so freaked out, it sort of gets in the way of her ability to function. Um, Cause she just gets so, uh, I can't even describe it. She gets so stressed out. It makes me feel like it's not good for her. Um, but I also wanted to work through this, right? I wanted to feel independent. She's, she needs a lot of help. She just, she doesn't believe in herself innately. Like mm-hmm. anything that comes up that she's never done before. I don't know how to do it. Like, like I'm not all trying us for help. I just, I don't know how I'm not going to do it. Cause I don't know how. And so that's how the video game thing has happened. So when I was young, I have no memory of ever getting to a hard part of a video game and then being like, Mom, I this sucks. I need help. <laughs> yeah, like, like because, my dad, like my dad could get me through the like the sixth level of Mega Man. That's like, exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Of. It's Mega Man. It's like this shit. I've tried it a hundred times. I can't beat it. But you Fucking eventually Mega get through. Man. Yeah, you eventually get through it, right? You figure it out, and you yeah. feel you feel a sense of accomplishment. And so I didn't want to help her because I wanted to feel that sense of of overcoming it on her own. But the difference is that my parents had no capacity to be skilled at that. They couldn't have helped me if I'd wanted them to. No. My children have seen me be you know, competent to uh, quality at video game play. And so they know sure. that I can help them. Right. And so they come to me and I, and, and then I have to like say no. And I'm just curious, did you, did you, have you dealt with this at all? Does your son do this to you ever? Yeah, no, I mean, I think, yeah, they do that. My kids both play video games and they both do things that are, that are, I think are difficult. Now they tend to live in a, in a slow burn kind of world. I mean, they both play musical instruments and they both play golf mm-hmm. and those are just two things you can't be good at right away. Right. So they've gotten into this, they've gotten into the habit of practicing and just, and just getting through stuff. So, so when it comes to video games and stuff like that, they, I think they have a lot more patience. They, mm-hmm. but they don't, they don't tend to play video games like, like Mario style actioners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you, but you do see the frustration bubble up and when they're doing other things and I'm just like, you got to work it through. I'm sorry. To, I don't know what to tell you other than just try something, try something. Right. That's, that's usually what I just tell them is like, I don't know. Try something, try something different. I mean, what have you been doing? Then try something different. Yeah. I have successfully fully de- deflected all Minecraft questions because I have total ignorance of Minecraft. Yeah. And so I can't help. I'm like, I don't know. I look at it. I'm like, I don't even understand what these this this screen doesn't mean anything to me. I can't figure this out. Yeah, well, you know, I was gonna send my kids over to give your kids uh, the the Minecraft camp before all this went down. Yeah, but, my daughter uh, maybe, has figured it out now. Yeah, and now they're both playing together. That's good. Like yeah. they share worlds. Yeah, and like, do they yell at each other for fucking oh each other's worlds? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Stay away from my building, goddammit. it! Yeah, yeah. I just put that there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they play hide and seek too. In the oh, Minecraft yeah. world. I'm like, you know, uh-huh. you could go outside no. and actually play my. No, they, no, they can't. <laughs> it's not nearly as fun. No, let's take the screens outside with us. Yeah, let's take. Okay, we'll take our screens outside and play Minecraft outside. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. That's, is that what playing outside means these days? Uh, no, I mean, we, we get out there. That's why I had to fix the bike, man, because I, I yeah. don't want excuses. Let's go. Yeah, let's get it done. Yeah, that, so that was fun, too. 45 minutes and then, like, you know, 10 minute round trip. And then it took me, I don't know, four minutes. You know, to pump the inner tube, like, like get the, yeah, like the a, tire like back a, on there. Like a total NASCAR pit stop, like 
now your now your tire's fixed. Yeah. Get out. Get out there. Pedal. Pedal the bike now. Yep. Well, good. I was just curious about the video game thing because it was just the difference for me was that I again I had no I had nobody to turn to who had demonstrated competence in the field. And, yeah. Uh, and they don't want to hear it from me when I'm like part of this is trying things over and over and over again until you get it. That's a I think that's a that's a thing that that because we didn't have Google growing up either. I mean, there's so much information and stuff that they could just go get like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'll just look it up on Google. I'll just YouTube it and I'll, I'll learn how to do it. Like there's no, there's no shit. I don't know what to do. Why don't I just break it apart and see if I can put it back together? I mean, that just doesn't exist for most kids anymore. Right. And, uh, it's the same thing with video games. It's like, just, just look it up. Just go to YouTube, look it up. I don't know. Right. It's sort of, sort of like the, all the basic tasks associated with human knowledge have been cataloged. So, the only real value now is an expertise. Like general knowledge is not particularly compelling anymore because anyone with enough wherewithal can go look something up and figure out how to do it. Right. And this is why, this is why from the last show sending me back 500 years fucks me hard because like, I have no <laughs> access to this information. Most of my, like a lot of my brain I farmed out to the, into the, to the internet. Right. I think the gold painting was a good plan. <laughs> I think I could do that. My back hurts just thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show. Our thanks for all to all of you for listening to the two on three pod, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy and keeping your head above water. If you don't already, please subscribe and or review via your favorite podcast provider. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.